Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Yeah. We are live. It is Sunday night, May the 24th. We are here. This is uh, Pastor Andy Broad. What's up, guys? And myself. Uh, we are, as you can see by our triple camera Zoom setup. Look at that. We are socially Physically distant. Physically distant. Physically distant. More than six feet. Yeah, easy. We got a foot between our hands. We're good. good. Even have a little barrier between us here. You can't see it, but it's plexiglass. Yep. No, and you see, see, see that line right there where the lights are? That's it. There's a there's a barrier. Nah, but um, we <laughs> we're are, we sick are, of physical distancing are, anyway. We've had enough least, of that. Well, we are we are physically distanced though. For those of you who are concerned for our well being, we appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, welcome. Glad you're tuning in. Great to have you on the show, Andy. This is yeah. Thanks, man. This is um, this is my podcast. Um, it's a, it's a whole bunch of things. It's yeah. called the Speaking of Podcast. I love um, it. But I was going to call it uh, Brent's Random Conversations, <laughs> ranging from you made a good choice biblical Q and A to <laughs> topics that he feels like talking about to church King's Church related conversations. So you today, just wrap that all up in one. Yeah, today we're speaking like of it. King's Church. We're speaking of coronavirus and the where we're at so far and. Um, conversations surrounding loosening of guidelines and restrictions. Mm. So uh, yellow phase here in New Brunswick. We are in yellow phase. That is we correct. Uh, but tonight is going to be very casual, very from the hip. Um, a lot of just raw off the top of my head. I know there's a lot of conversation. A lot of people have questions. Um, very unrefined tonight. Uh, but just some dialogue that I think might be helpful to people so they can hear from me, hear from us. Um, as we're kind of the, the running the point here at the church, uh, Andy, our executive pastor who runs our ministry operations, and then I oversee our vision and our teaching. And so uh, between the two of us, we're trying our very best along with our, our kind of lead staff and our elders and our board, um, try to make the best decisions for this community. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, so tonight's going to be off the, off the cuff. It's going to be a little, a uh, little raw and a little real. Yeah. And, um, but Unplugged. In a, yeah, in a couple. One, one, oh, we're plugged in. You see how official we look, people? We're actually super look plugged. The, look at the microphones. We've got Extra the headphones. I got, I got a mixer. Look, I, I was saving this for you. So I got sound effects. Ooh. What do you want? You know how I like sound effects. So, so I'll give you some stuff that I know you're, I know you're familiar with. I've got choices. With. Yeah, you have Chewbacca? Well, <laughs> I love that I said that and it actually was Star Wars. <laughs> I didn't know that guy. Tie fighters. Tie, tie that fighters. is a tie fighter. There it is. Yeah, there it Recognize is. that. Hey, wine anywhere. Flipping the fl flipping the script on Scott Rogowski right now. <laughs> got quizzes happening. Yeah, there we go. All right, I like here, it. here here we got another one. I finally um, get to play a game. I got a transition slide for the day. If I if I get commercials. Yep. Um, which I, I, am I going to sell out? Am I going to sell out? Uh, I totally would if I were you. This uh, we'll get to the thing right after this. I want to talk nice. to you about Simply Safe. <laughs> That's amazing. So uh, here, here's another one for you. Oh, a little R2-D2. You know, okay, you know. I like you it. You know. Get the tweets yeah. and the beeps. Yep. So that's that's the fun stuff. There's when he gets blown up. That's awesome. Yep. He's blown up. R2-D2 just got fried. Poor R2-D2. He got it all the time. There's the fun stuff. If you say something dumb. Crickets. Give you the crickets. Nice. Yeah. 
I use the um, cricket emojis once in a while. When people aren't answering me, just send a couple cricket emojis. It shames them into texting me back. I've got, uh, if, if we're going to get prophetic, like the nights that I got uh, Anthony and Dan on, I, I have a shofar sound, sound effect. Uh-oh. <laughs> that is amazing. All of our, uh, uh, our prophetic friends will love that. Got shofars here for days. Some people are saying they're not hearing the sound effects what? and saying that my microphone isn't working. Can you guys hear me better if I if I talk a little louder? Maybe can't hear the sound effects. Can't hear Andy very well. Oh, guys, oh you are missing it. So oh, many good Star goodness. Wars sound effects right now. Just a second. Sorry Hold about on. that. People, we've got, got we're gonna some... have to start over. We're gonna have to start over. No. We're all not. right. Thanks for being here. No, we're not. It's been a great podcast, guys. Oh. Thanks for having me, Brent. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Now let us let us let me see. Can you hear? Can you hear us? All right. We all better now. Can you hear Andy Broad? Hey, right Michael. Hey, Rhonda. Hey, Peggy. Faith. Can you hear us? Give us. Give us a. This is a low production. Uh, this is a, a low production deal we've got going on here. Let me see while people if they can if they can hear Andy. Not very loud, kind of muffled. Oh, man. It Sorry, guys. Be, it shouldn't be now. It should be good. It should be good to go. Maybe yeah, I can I hear think, you. I think we're good. I think yep. they got you All right. Now. We're that getting was, people coming in. That was operator failure. So let's go back because uh, we were having a grand time with these sound effects. So we, people, we, so, I would be glad to hear them again. Here we go. We got the TIE Fighter. Let's see if I can identify the sound effects. TIE Fighter. Yeah, we got the TIE Fighter. I believe that's a TIE Fighter from the opening scene of Empire Strikes Back. Oh, it might be. I believe. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. Not sure. I'm not that hardcore. You got the uh, the R2-D2. Little R2-D2. Had, uh, Beeps and whistles. Yes. Yes. I think I think people can hear now. He's going to get fried. Yeah, they're all saying we're good. They can hear in good, good quality. There he is. Oh, I can't even tell you the feelings that I get when I listen to the, just the Star Wars sound effects. That's all I yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. It has shofar. A shofar. That's a ram's horn for my <laughs> prophetic friends. I used to have a shofar that I spray painted gold, and I don't know what you I did with it. You had a shofar? I did. I mean, it probably wasn't a legit one. I found it in the church basement. Not this church. If A different church. If uh, you ever bring a shofar to church, please don't play it. <laughs> Unless, we may confiscate it at yeah. the door, and then, possibly. And then when when things are going like, I mean, when they're going gangbusters and we're getting like a, some real rich kind of God stuff going on, I got, I got a praise break. Check this. Come on. I love it. <laughs> Listen. Oh, that is good. Is that is that the bishop? Yes. You better praise. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Oh, so good. Yes. You want some good praise break? Uh, type that into the to the GIF keyboard on uh, on your iPhone. You get some good ones. Absolutely. So, folks, thank you for tuning in. Uh, like we were saying before, <laughs> Bradford, like that. <laughs> <laughs> for you, Bradford, you need that praise break. I, I, I want to do one in church someday. So bad. We got it. Um, so, I, I'm still still hearing. Are we are we sounding okay? Is everyone? Can everyone hear on Someone's Facebook saying, Live? Looks, Tiffany's saying that you sound muffled. Yeah, now. I don't oh, know man. if I can do any better. But, Sorry, uh, guys. This is this is what it is. Um, I think the official recording, when it gets posted later, will be just fine because it's going into our uh, our mixer. So, what I was saying before, folks, was that we are we are doing um, just a conversation surrounding uh, surrounding COVID and King's Church, and mm. we uh, we really want to 
just have some off the cuff, sort of from the hip dialogue about, um, you know, our church as restrictions kind of become uh, looser here in Atlantic Canada, New Brunswick and PEI, namely right now, mm-hmm. but uh, hopefully here very soon in Nova Scotia. Um, I, I haven't really heard what's how, how things are going in Newfoundland. I, I, I'm assuming. <laughs> I haven't I'm actually assuming, heard anything. Anybody is new? How's Newfoundland doing? Apologies is, if you live in Newfoundland, but I kind of forgot you guys existed until is, you just mentioned is that. Newfoundland Pastor okay? Brent. Is Newfoundland all right out they there? They must be. I'm, I'm assuming no news is good news. Maybe they were so you know far over there that they never had to do any uh, any restricting whatsoever. They were just fine. They're they're rugged. They're rugged folks. They're tough, they way tougher anything. than us. They don't need any. They don't care whether we care or not. Yeah. They're good to go. What's that? Uh, the fish that they eat over there? Cod. Cod. Yeah. And then the. Uh, yep. A drink. What's that drink? Well, I think I think they drink some kind of. It's from cod oil, isn't it? Like they call it. Um, you it's called shriek or so, shriek screeched? or is it screech. Screech. I think it's screech. Yeah. yeah. Screeched they in. It's screeched in. Um, the border is closed at Newfoundland. Border's closed. Wait, I mean, don't you have to take a boat? No, you had the, the take a boat to get to half of it, right? They got they got the half and half going on. Well, you can get the Labrador. You can yeah. drive through Quebec, and then I mean, you can't get into Quebec. Technically, though. it's all part of Newfoundland, though. Yeah, right? technically. Yeah. So uh, screech, thanks, Heather. So yeah, I'm here with Scott Rogalski uh, tonight, <laughs> and we. Um, I might never live that one down. Unfortunately. Oh, live it up. We uh, we are just going to uh, going to riff a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying earlier, Andy is our executive pastor who runs our ministry operations. And so um, he's uh, he's got a finger on the pulse as far as how we're operating as a staff and a team, try to make the best decisions possible. And uh, myself as the senior pastor, along with our board, uh, really trying to discern and figure out uh, how to lead this church, King's Church, um, in these days. And so one thing, uh, just as we're getting in, um, if you guys have questions we can do our very best to answer them if we see them in the chat. If we miss them, sorry. Yep. Uh, but if we do catch them and you have a question, you can feel free to ask us, and we will do our very best to uh, to answer them. But we just thought, hey, you know what? Some 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 just conversation on what we're thinking because, hey, you know, Andy and myself and our team, we're in here uh, full time, you know, working just like so many of you are. And we're having these conversations and things have been happening. I mean, you've been seeing, uh, we're very active, our church, you know, one thing I would say, and I've been saying all along is the church is never closed. Uh, the church doesn't close. We are a people, um, as long as we have breath and we're alive, I mean, we're, we're open. Mm. We just haven't been having, you know, mass gatherings, but we've been very active. However, um, I realize that, you know, we're having these conversations, we're having long-term conversations, troubleshooting conversations, all that, and not there's not a lot of good avenues to to bring more people from our church into these discussions. Right, and yeah. So, and the reality is, um, I'll be the first to tell you, and I've been very vocal about this on uh, other podcasts I've even been on, is like the biggest challenge of this season is... It's unprecedented. We've never been here before. There's no manual on how to do church when you can't assemble. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's been a very challenging season. However, it's been rich and rewarding, and I believe, and I want to speak to that a little bit. We'll talk yeah. a little bit about what we think God's doing in all this. Uh, but we just thought it'd be good to have some some off-the-cuff discussion as we consider our, our steps forward. Um, I will say this just before we get going. Please don't hold our feet to the fire because we're just, we're just riffing tonight. Um, giving some, some 
uh, light into how we're thinking about proceeding. Um, in two weeks' time, not next Sunday, next Sunday is Pentecost. <laughs> so next Sunday, next Sunday, we're going to be celebrating the Holy Spirit's, uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit on the church. And so, yep. and that's going to coincide with our Good News series, which, man, I have been uh, just today kind of listening, listening, which is weird, listening to yourself, but um, Gotta do it. it's, well, it's interesting. Uh, it's very different to preach to a camera and feel it, feel one way about it and then sit, you know, next to your wife or whatever, or today I was, I was in the office, um, and hear it and be ministered by it in a different way. And it's like, it's always 60% more effective on the receiving end. Um, it's, it's just so different. it felt. Yeah. Like the preaching to a crowd is just entirely different than preaching to a camera. It's I don't know how to oh, 100%. I don't know how to explain it. There's a real because you feed off the energy of the yeah. room when you're there, and right? I've, and like I've, the receptiveness of the people. Totally. And I've said that to you know when I'm when I'm riffing on our people to say, hey, can you respond? Are you there? Are you alive? <laughs> That's because when we are gathered together hearing t- live teaching, um, there's a responsiveness or we're enjoying this together. Yep. Um, and so as a preacher, Definitely. I'm receiving in a way. Um, but when, with this setup right now, it's I'm inputting entirely into right. the camera, and then I don't receive until I kind of sit on the other end of it. So it's been really neat. But I've been enjoying. I've just been enjoying laying out just the simplistic, the simple gospel. Yeah, I love and that we went there in this season. I do too. I'm yeah. I'm really really proud of uh, just like the content that the Lord's kind of directed us in. And yep. next week is really going to kind of culminate on Pentecost. And it's going to, uh, it's going to, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and how the good news of the Holy Spirit, the good news of the gift of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. for the church. And so, uh, I believe it's going to be, um, it's going to be a good, a good week. So yeah, I'm pumped. So that's next week. But in two weeks time, uh, we are going to be, uh, I'm going to be doing just sort of an address to the church and giving sort of a, a more succinct clear update than what I can promise you happens tonight. So mm-hmm. I just want to really hedge. Um, we may change our mind. <laughs> right. We may say some things here that are subject to change. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, next week will be a little more official. So, so yeah, I thought we'd talk though a little bit about, Hey, let's catch people up. Um, you know, realizing that most people have been just in that very space that I was just describing on the receiving end. Yeah. Um, watching and, and, and worshiping in their home, um, maybe enjoying some of the content and the videos and the, you know, the resources that we're pushing out. Um, even even the fun stuff like Scott Rogowski. Um, rumor has it. He retired, I heard. Did he retire? I did hear he hung up his tie. Oh, yeah. man. It's nice oh, weather out now. No one needs to be inside on a yeah, Friday night I su- anymore. I suppose so. If you didn't hear that, you heard it here first. Is uh, is Family Feud happening? Is that gonna? Is that is that something that's in the works? Is that a secret? Did it's I just something. Blow? Did I blow a secret? You may have blown a little bit of a secret. Oh, yeah, crap. I think that we. I think that we pivoted to use a good COVID word. We pivoted. We, we pivoted off of the Family Feud onto something else. Well, I quit. Can't you remember had, why now. You volunteered. It may me have that been. I was going to be in Family Feud, and I said I'm in enough stuff. So it find may have been else. your fault. Yeah, I don't think that was it. There was a, no, okay. a different reason why, but. Yeah. Look, I you got a, a humpback whale here over my right shoulder. Oh, look at that. Where is this humpback whale? Let's see. Off the coast of French Polynesia. It could very well be off the coast of French, off the coast of Charlotte County. Yeah, it could be. 
It's amazing out there. I would we saw one of those last summer. We sure did. We went out with some friends from our church here. Kind of freaked me out a little bit. It's incredible. We were, Low hole we were, we were, in, we were in petting distance. <laughs> we could have yeah, we we reached out and. We won't mention names because that's away. probably illegal, <laughs> technically. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, well, let's pivot this conversation. Sweet. Yeah, we better. And let's jump in to, uh, yeah, so what, some of the things I guess that, you know, as far as a church goes, like I, I know we got a bunch of people watching tonight and maybe watching later through the week or hearing this after the fact. We got people wondering, you know, how are we doing as a church? You've got, you've got churches across you know, Canada and the United States who literally haven't met. You've got ch- some churches that are hemorrhaging financially. They've mm. had to lay off um, the vast majority of their operation because yeah. um, the same the same way that many uh, businesses have been economically shattered and shuttered from the coronavirus lockdowns, mm. the church is an exempt to that as well. And the yeah. business, the business of God um can you know can be affected by yeah, the sure. by the economy and so you know it's it's i wanted to bring an update for everybody on where we're at and how we're doing you know as far as our church the the regular metrics and the regular numbers that we bring yeah you know so totally um, what from your vantage point you know speaking of engagement and stuff you know what have you seen andy i i first of all was just blown away like i, I would love to just say like a, a thank you to our church family like those of you guys who are watching or listening to this later um it, it definitely was a thing for us when covid was first happening and it was all unrolling and we were trying to scramble and figure out like so kind of makes me anxious thinking back to those first couple of weeks when we were like, it was all coming down and trying to figure out what we were going to do and how it was going to look and what church was going to be like. And uh, we anticipated that things were actually going to be a lot worse than they actually were. Mm-hmm. And uh, even trying to figure out like, are we going to have, you know, layoffs and things like that? And is there going to be enough, is there going to be enough giving that'll continue in this season to support the ministry and to, and to, you know, enable us to keep, doing church online right. and staffing that and everything that takes. And we were actually like, and I, I just want to be like totally honest and real with you guys here. Like, I think that at least that I was actually almost caught off guard by how much our church stepped up in this, in this season. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could say I wasn't surprised at all because I shouldn't have been because our church is absolutely amazing and incredible. But like our church stepped up so, so much so that we were able to just immediately like to use that COVID word that everybody's using. Like we were able just to pivot and go, all right, now all of a sudden we are, we're, we're not closing our doors because the church isn't closed, but we are not gathering physically any longer. We're not having these big gatherings with, you know, you know, dozens of kids and then hundreds of people in the building all at the same time. But we went a hundred percent online in that season. And then even in the first few weeks right after COVID, like once we sort of got our uh, butts in gear and started figuring out how to measure and quantify some of those views and things we were getting on all of our different platforms, realized that we were reaching way more people in the first two weeks after we had to close the doors at all of our physical locations, we were actually reaching weight, like thousands more people than we, than we ever had in a weekend before that with physical locations and the online stuff we were doing, like the online stuff went absolutely through the roof in that season. So it was just, that was sort of like the, the click for me to go like, okay, this is, this is not only something we can do to cope in this season to get by, but this is a place where we can go, okay, we can lean into this and the strength of this in the season. Like God's actually going to use this to refine us. Like we knew this is a year of refinement, right? We pray for that back in September. We talked about, you've been talking about that a lot. Um, and God's going to use us to refine us in the season, not just to help us to get by, but to actually 
encourage us and mold us and I think change us and transform us, Brent, like moving forward. Like we're never going to go back to what King's Church was before, or yeah. at least we shouldn't, right? No. And we shouldn't even want that. Like there's a, there's a piece of me that's like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to just go back to what's normal? But there's going to be a new normal yeah. now, right? And yeah. I think that was I think that was super clear to us even just within a few weeks of all this happening and realizing that, man, there are still people that were coming to Jesus. Like there were people from, you know, someone was at like Oklahoma or something like that. Uh, that there was a, person a lady Ohio. that, Ohio, yeah. that's what it was. It was an yeah. O state. Sorry yes, about that, Oklahoma. It, it was Ohio, it. not you. Um, yeah, there's just people that are still coming to Jesus and people that are reaching out in seasons like that. People that we just like, just, you wouldn't know if we weren't doing this, this whole online church thing. So it's amazing to see what's, what's been happening. It's like that the church has been giving, like you guys have been giving and people have been, you know, stepping up and like ministering to each other. I loved it. Even just, I was so encouraged. Uh, I think it was one of our worship nights I was on there and someone was, was, was messaging in with some struggles they were having and watching like the church just come around them, yeah, like individuals come that. around this person and just encourage them and re- and said like, Hey, here's my number. Like you can direct message me anytime, yeah. like reach out to me and I'd love to talk to you. And here's what I went through. And here's what, like, that's what being the church is. Like the church was never going to a building. Yeah. The church was always the people. Right. Yeah. And we've always said that and we've always believed that, but I think this season has really shined a light on it and really sort of burn away some of the, the, uh, I don't know, like the, the, the extra fluff that we had around that. Yes. Like it wasn't just a good idea anymore, but it was like, okay, this is who we are right. in a season like this. Yeah. It's and, forced us. It's forced us to actually have to start, you know, I mean, we have, we've said that long for a long time. Yeah, right. The church is the people, the church is the people. Yeah. But we we've still, always believed it. Yeah. 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 We, we, we believed it in our heads, but not in our experience or in our hearts. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, we're I forced still to have drive, to live it. I still drive by our Valley location and, or I'll tell I'll tell my kids, Hey, I'm going to the church. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to the building that our church meets at. Right. Um, but you're the church because yeah. this building has been vacant, but the church is very much active and alive and, you know, I think I think one big takeaway from this whole season is definitely that, you know, you've seen the church adapt and be active even in a time where it's virtually impossible yeah. to to make meaningful connection. We've been doing yep. that yep. Um, by every metric. Our church has actually grown in this window of time, which is so, crazy. Yeah. Like like if you. You know, if you measuring measuring attendance, for instance, like that's been tricky because we have, um, you know, we're trying to gather internet data off of right. multiple platforms: Facebook, yep. YouTube. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Facebook, YouTube, our t our our We've live platform on our Yeah. So Instagram, we social media, all the stuff. So we're trying to gather all that, yep. and then we're we're you getting the math from you know, a, a three second view to someone who watched the whole thing. Right. And, There's one second views yeah, and three and minute it, second views and one minute views. Yeah. And, and we basically what do you count? created an algorithm uh, yep. that gives us, you know, and then there's the, we're trying to figure out too, you know, like if I'm watching with my wife and my three kids, which there's been many weekends where we've done right. that. A lot of those views that are actually people. counts for one on, yeah. um, according to Facebook. Yeah. Whereas there's five of us. So we're trying to get, we're trying to do our best and, and based on, Based on our calculations, um, <laughs> I can actually do that. I can yeah. actually push mine up. I should go get my glasses. But according <laughs> to our projector. calculations, um, you know, and that's, that's that's we've been, I would say, cautiously 
pessimistic on on how we've been calculating. Yeah. But even we made a even, choice not to inflate the numbers, yeah, we, right? We, we, didn't, we def- wanted to have a realistic idea of how them. many people we were. Yeah, we, we we're, we're tracking growth, um, numeric growth as far as engagement. More people are engaging the word and the worship uh, at King's Church than ever before. And more people are giving than ever before. I have signed, uh, if you, if you're a contributor at King's church, you've received a letter from me. Like when you start giving at King's church, I send you a letter. I I sign them every week. If you don't Um, remember that, it's because you've been giving for a long time. Yeah. You were grandfathered in and we thank you for that. (laughs) Um, but I sign them every week and I've signed dozens of those like, and for, and I look at the mailing address and like people from Calgary, you know, like people from all across the country. Yeah are actually making King's Church their church, which yep. is crazy. Oh, that's and, awesome. You know, and again, I, and I appreciate on paper, that makes no sense. Right? No. In the season when unemployment rates are the highest they've ever been, right? Yes. We were terrified giving would go down, but it's like, it's just, it's grown. Yeah, and I mean, we, and, and rightly so, when this first started, um, from an operation standpoint, I mean, we dumped cost, we 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 cost cut, we froze every budget. Right, we were being smart. We, we yeah. absolutely just put the brakes on everything to try to weather this storm, which which technically the brakes are still on because this we don't really know. Right. You know, again, I think we've got control and we've got balance and we understand the waves in this season and we're 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 taking them in stride. Mm-hmm. We just don't know long term. So we're trying to be very smart and very calculated with the with the ministry costs of our church. But all that to say, um, our giving trajectory continues to be up and to the right, which is just, which is I just know, every insane. time I think about it is, is incredible. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And so, so yeah. yay God, um, you know, and I would say the big, you know, the big thing, and this has been, this is nice to be able to catch people up. Mm-hmm. You know, we were dreaming back in January, February, um, that this was going to be, we had, we had a couple of goals where faith goals for, you know, spring, to summer 2020 yeah. the window the window between easter and school's out yeah we we'd circled that and we said okay we're, we are dreaming that we are going to engage five thousand people a week yeah. that was our goal yeah i mean we are cooking that like a it's wildly not, it's important not, goal it's not even close like yeah. like we are way past that right um which when this started, I mean, there was a grieving process. Like, like that first couple of weeks, I suspect everybody watching had your own, like that. When the reality of this lockdown hit, yeah, we, didn't know we were all just oh, and there was a, there was a loss. There was a real sense of loss because we realized we were going to lose school, we're going to lose all these plans. People lost vacations, people lost graduation, people lost their their senior year at college, like. We all had this grieving process that was legitimate. And one of the things I was grieving was we had some legit good plans that I felt were God goals and God visions that we he'd were given really us. Hard on, yeah. We worked super hard on. I mean, we, yeah. we, were, we read books and, and like cooked this together as a lead team. Like, and written was, on a wall. We, oh, man, it was legit. <laughs> and we were going to hit it hard. And yeah. we had a plan. And the crazy thing is COVID comes along, completely torpedoes our plan like the way that we were going to do this. Yeah. And yet God accomplishes it. Like, like, like right. virtually fully, even down to alpha. And we didn't even realize it until it was like a week or two after the fact when we realized like, oh my gosh. It's happened. We actually not only accomplished our goal, but like completely exceeded it. Yeah. Even even That's alpha, awesome. like we had planned to, to run alpha this yeah. spring as an evangelistic standpoint and like, and to do it regionally yep. we want to do it regionally we wanted to we have, have multiple alpha in st john we want to have alpha in charlottetown and one in halifax and 
here we are. We have people in Charlottetown, Halifax, St. John, and then we have people, randos yeah. from like <laughs> all over the place. All over the place. From Ohio. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Ohio lady who accepted Jesus yeah. at Easter is in, is in an alpha. Alpha. An online alpha. So it's just amazing. Just, you know, I think one of the There's way more people in this alpha that's online now because we didn't have a choice but to do it online. There's way more people in this alpha than there would have been if we did it with physical gatherings. Yeah, and and we're 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 fairly connected with Alpha Canada and so one of the things we're getting there like across the board, people are they're saying that, you know, there's a level of approachability and courage people have through online alpha that's not replicable yeah. in person. Yeah. And it's actually becoming like even the alpha people are st- like saying, you know, this has been built in the home and this has been built around meals and getting together. Yeah. Um, which again, they're not going to lose that moving right. forward. They're going to go back to that, but they're going to keep alpha, I believe kind of as an online option because yeah. they've seen a strength there that they didn't have. So right. again, just that, that, and that not for COVID, they wouldn't have known that no, right? totally. just like we wouldn't have known some of the things that we've learned in the season of not for yeah the restrictions. Right. right? And so, you know, actually helped us that scripture that says, you know, the Lord, what is it? We make our plans, but the Lord guides our steps. Yeah. And sometimes he's like, yeah, you're not going to step there. Right. You're not going to step there. Watch and, this. And this has been that season. I would say, um, you look at Celebrate Recovery, for instance. Yeah, you know that those guys, Adam and Julie, are now not only they're live streaming CR. Yep, um, reaching way more people with Celebrate Recovery than than we were, even though we had probably the largest one in Canada. Yeah, now we're serving Canada right as Celebrate Recovery, like it's officially being broadcast all over Canada. Yeah, there's like there's groups watching official channels all over yep. the place. So it's, it's absolutely nuts. So that's a huge, like I look back on this window and what I, what I can, what I want to celebrate. I think it's good. We started there. It's like, here's what I want to celebrate. Here's what God has done. Um, There's some things about this season and you started to speak to that, that I don't, I think has changed us and aren't going to change. Like I'm, we're going to take this digital platform seriously. And, you know, and, and again, going back to how God goes before us, you remember last November I did the seeds campaign and one of the big things yep. I was casting in why we're going to invest was technology, was technology yep. to be able to kind of have a more of a digital presence. I didn't know that that was going to be <laughs> like the thing it's that the, quite the, look the, like this. it was going to become the whole branch that we're hanging on. <laughs> but, uh, Hey, you know, what but God, God did. did. He yep. totally did. Yep. So yay, God, um, Thanks this, God this season hasn't been wasted even in real time. Like there's things in real time where you're able to say, wow, look at that. Look what God did. Um, and, and I guess my bigger, my bigger sense is moving forward. You know, if I can see what God has accomplished, it it excites me from a faith standpoint to think about what is God setting up in this? Like, what is, what is he planting in us? What is he placing in the ground? What are the foundation works? What are the values that he's instilling in us? What are the questions he's making us ask? Um, because there is new wine, you know, to use that term, yep. that's that's being made in this crushing season. This is a crushing season. Yep. This is a season uh, where there is crushing and pressing, and that's how, that's where wine is made. Yep. And there is new wine being created uh, for a new day, and it is going to run thick, and it is going to be incredible. Uh, but it's going to require new wine skins. And I think 
you know, I've been wrestling with and thinking through, you know, just prayerfully, God, what are the things that you want us to take forward? What are the things you want us to leave behind? Um, And I would say there's, there's just been a lot of things I've been thinking about, you know, um, from this season, I think moving forward, I'm never going to see the church as immobile again in the, in the, in the effect of this season has full on, it's decentralized. Like it's, um, the church is no longer about geography. Yeah. Like it's not about a place that you go at a time that you go there. Yep. Um, in, in an actuality in the past, I think, I think it has been. Yep. And so much so, like there's such a migration of the church that now King's Church is not just in St. John and Halifax and Charlottetown, but we have people who are part of King's Church in Ohio. Yeah. And so... It could be from anywhere on the globe. And I, th- I right? think I think that's, honestly, that's one of the things that God has done in this season is uh, there was a day where the church was very much geographically based, you know, even, even in the Bible, you got Paul writing to the church in Ephesus, to the church in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. All over. But now we live in a world that's not geographically separated anymore. It's digitally unified and connected, which gets me excited for what revival could look like because there's this migration and this unification. Um, you know, let's, let's go there. I mean, (laughs) we got all the time in the world. Um, you know, I get thinking about the tower of Babel, yeah. You remember in Genesis, that was like, uh, Genesis 11. Yeah. Uh, I think it's 11 or nine. It's Genesis 11. 11. Okay. I preached on that chapter in our Genesis series. You did. That's how I remember you it. You did. Yeah. I, I punted that one. It was technology. That's what it was. Oh yeah. yeah the no, original. No, it was in the, tre- it was in the trending. What was it? What was a, it was in the trending, trending uh, series. No, I had to talk about t- technology. Technology was... in the trending series. Yeah. But I, I guess I used the Babel one as technology too in the, in the Genesis one. But in in the bricks and mortar Tower of Babel, that was technology back then. You had technology. You had the dark side of technology. Like technology yep. isn't good or bad. It's a medium. No, it exactly. it magnifies it magnifies the heart it's of what's in people. Yeah. And so if if your heart is sick, you're you're going to use your phone for sicker things. Yeah. If your heart is good, like so, like how would the Apostle Paul have you? How, how would he have leveraged technology? Technology is not evil. No. It just shows the evil that's in people. Right. Or it can show the beauty. Um, and the Tower of Babel is this lesson of humanity coordinating their own kingdom without without the presence of God. Yeah. And God comes down and thwarts it. He like yep. he says they're gonna they're gonna self destruct. And like that that's what that language where he says like, what won't they be capable of? It says like the Lord saw them from heaven and said right. well, I'm gonna mess this up because they're gonna they're gonna it's gonna be beyond repair. So the Tower of Babel is a story of God undoing. By giving uh, an uncommon language, basically by scrambling their language yep. so they, they can no out. longer communicate and they have to spread out. And this is where humanity becomes geographically tied and these silos of community start to happen. Yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit is actually the reverse Babel. 
Acts chapter two, the Bible says the the spirit of God fell on on the church. What do they start doing? They start speaking in other tongues. Yeah, they actually start speaking in French and you know Mandarin or whatever. Right. Like there are people from every nation. It says people so from every everybody's nation. Everybody's understanding. It's yeah. a common language, yeah. but it's done under God. Right. And now the church literally has the opportunity. So the common language, the church now has the opportunity to do common language through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we we now live in the one time where we have the technology that we aren't geographically divided either. And so the opportunity for, and this is why I got excited, the opportunity for wide-scale revival across the whole earth, it really is unprecedented. Right. We've never been like, more set up than we are right now. There are very few, and I know I know there are, like I know some of these missions organizations that are still committed to getting the Bible and getting the gospel to like unreached people groups, but they're, they're, a, they're a small minority of planet earth, like the yeah. vast majority of the population on planet earth, even in like, I mean, I was in Haiti, everybody had cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they were going in their tin Dang. huts with better, better like coverage than I had. <laughs> <laughs> so like everybody's digitally connected. How are you doing it, Haiti? Which is, which is crazy incredible. So yeah. I would say one of the big takeaways is just this idea that I'm never going to unsee the church, uh, the way I'm seeing it right now, as far as no longer, I'm grateful for the rhythms. And we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. I'm grateful for the the community. I miss it. I miss worshiping with real people. people. Um, that that's never going away and that will come back. Um, but I'm never, I'm never going to allow my, my thinking to become so inward and so siloed and so like, location and people like location and my people centric right that it actually undermines the actual power and potential of the church and i think this has been eye-opening for me just to be like oh my goodness you know why were what you know we weren't thinking big enough when we thought when we thought about it was like it was a nice extra before like we liked to talk about it we we were doing online stuff pre-covid right which was was a huge blessing because we were able to you know jump right in with both feet but it was almost like we thought of it as, you know, a nice extra or a nice bonus, what was going on at the physical location, right. the physical gatherings, right? But now this has totally shifted that whole paradigm for us. Like we're, we can be a global church. We are a global church. Like every weekend when we go live, like people, you can tune in from Africa just as easy as you can tune in from Rossi, yeah. right? And we're a global church. And then, you know, we still got our physical locations. And we'll hope we'll always have those physical manifestations and gatherings of the church, but yeah. we're not a church. That's Justin Quispamsis, right? Or I Justin love, Halifax or Justin Charlottetown. I love what no Dan more. said. That first night, I remember I remember we came in here on a Wednesday night and we got our, our prayer and worship live stream going. And myself and you and Dan and Adam and Anthony were just sort of so physically distant. Yeah. But worshiping while the band was was playing. And then at the end, we, there was just such a sense of the spirit. And, and then Dan just goes, this room's not big enough for our church. Yeah. And like, cause we're, yeah, we're seeing hundred, yeah. hundred, hundreds of people tuning in in real time. Just like this yeah. room, this room is not big enough for our church. And, yeah. and that's, that's just the, that's just the fact is yeah. the, the, the reach of the internet. And again, I understand, I understand there's lots of people, there's, there's people groups or small communities that don't have the gospel and the church is on the hook yeah. to get it to every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. 100 percent yeah don't miss my point what i'm saying is there's never been an opportunity to reach this many people like i'm talking billions of people with with like this singular 
right. connectivity, which is just incredible. So yeah. unbelievable. That, that's a huge shift. I think that I'm never going to let go of the, I do think too, I mean, this is fun just to sort of riff off the top of my head. I do think this migration, there's a migration of the church happening right now. I think that it's going to be less geographically tied. And I think that there'll be less churches, but more like we're moving toward there being one church, right? not away from it. Yeah. And I actually think that denominations and factions and fractures, I think this is, this has actually helped us take a step forward in that. And I, I do think there's going to be churches that don't survive this season. There's going to be churches that yep. um, local churches that close their doors and they jump in, they jump in with something that's, that's maybe healthier or moving forward. Yep. Um, I think that's just a, a real fact of this. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. We grieve change, change is loss. But at the same time, I think there's a real forward momentum of the kingdom where God is bringing uh, less and less options, less and less divisions, less and less denominations. I, I, yep. I, I wonder 20 years from now, how many, how many di- like divisions in the church there will right. be? I hope there's not that many. Right. There was never there was never supposed to be any. Right. Like no. that wasn't what that that wasn't how the church with the the denominations and separated churches. That is that's something that we've created. That's our own construct. Right. And you know we've been we've been preaching and seeking you know at King Church at least like the whole one church and church partnership thing and and getting together and working together with other churches for a long time now. And so that those kind of, if, if a church has to close, if a church has to close the stores, the church will never close the That's stores. Right. right. So it's only a loss. If you thought about it from the, from that standpoint of like, if we're elevating a church above the church, then that's a loss. Right. right? But then we're not thinking about it the right way. Like, the church has always flourished in the face of adversity. Like always has. Like churches, the church actually grows. Like not to even compare us to to a country where it's illegal to be a Christian and persecution and all of that. Like we are so blessed. Like so 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 blessed to live where we do. But the church always grows in the face of adversity. Like a hundred percent. And so this is no this is no different. I would say too. Like if I'm thinking forward, like coming out of this season, it has it has made me look back and realize some things that. Um, maybe I or we as the church have taken for granted that we had yep. um, that we're going to look forward to getting back. Like I, if you don't miss gathering, if you yeah, don't miss man. gathering with the people of God and worshiping God together in real time, there's something yeah. wrong with you. Yeah. Like you, there's something legitimately off about your faith because yeah. this was made to be experienced together. Yeah. It was made is this is an incarnational faith. It was made for flesh and blood. It was made to be with people. Yeah. And if you don't miss that, like, like you should be missing it bad yeah. right now. I miss, dude. I always sit in the front row. Like, a lot of us do. We sit like up in the front row there, and like I just miss hearing the church singing behind me, right? Like, yeah. and just like everybody together, like worshiping. There's just, there's just, it can't be replaced. Like that's never going away. Gathering together no. as a church is not going away. That no. is never going to happen. Like, well, you see it in Revelation seven. There's, yeah. there's one church, so denominations are going away. Local right. church, local church names. There won't be any King's Church, right? In 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 no. the end, no. Um, it's just the church be of Jesus his church, Christ. That's period. It. Yeah. And we're and we're working toward those ends. If we if we succeed, um, we work ourselves out of a job. We work ourselves out of a name, right? Like we're we're building the church, the yeah. church under the name of Jesus. Period. Yeah. Um, in as much as King's Church can be leveraged to do that, do it when the tool is no longer effective. Chuck it. We're really just trying to build His kingdom. And so. Yeah. 
But in the end, though, hands. it says, then I saw, read Revelation 7, people. It says, um, then I saw a great multitude of people that no one could count from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation surrounding surrounding the Lamb, worshiping. Oh. Like, yeah. if you don't like big crowds, um, heaven's <laughs> going to be rough. The church is big, ladies so, and look, gentlemen. The church is big. And I'll talk about this in a couple weeks. There is something that can only happen in a crowd with God. Like there's some, there's some, there's a special glory that can only happen when it's multiplied over, over a bunch of people. Yeah. And I, and I will say there's often, although it has as much to do with the hearts of the people who are in the room. Like I've been in rooms of a hundred people dialed in. Yeah. That's been way more glorious than in a room of a thousand people who weren't. Yeah. But I've been in a room of 5,000 people dialed in. Yeah. The, it's, it's exponential. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so like, it's like when there's more, it's more, it's more better. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's so much more better. hundred percent. And so like, yeah, man, I'm true. never, I mean, out of this and I'll speak to some, some of the idea of growing smaller and the idea of community here in a minute, but also in a couple of weeks, but I, this has made me all the more want to have, you know, good size, healthy gatherings of Christians yeah. worshiping every Sunday together in real time worshiping. And you know, you know what I miss too? Like I've learned it's not, it's, it's not, people don't miss. You're not, you're hearing the word every week. You're hearing the music every yeah. week. Yeah. And you're not, you're not, yes. Would you love to be in the room when I'm preaching or when, you know, Jay and the crew are leading worship? Of course. But that's not what you're missing. You're missing engaging in, yeah. in the, what the spirit is doing in real time together. Yeah. Um, this has made me believe in the power of video teaching more, not less. Yeah. But what I'm missing is not, you know, why well, it sucks that I can't sit and listen to Andy preach live. That's not what I'm missing. Right. What sucks is I can't sit and listen, listen to Andy to preach with other with people, people and yeah. respond. Yeah. That's where the power is. So it's made You're me, right. it's made me value it's made me really value and realize I've taken for granted how much of a gift it is that we get to gather together. Yeah. Um, you know, you think about people groups around the world who like in, like in China, you, you know, we were blissfully meeting every week and taking it for granted. Ah, you're going to go to church this week. I don't know. Right. You know, like taking that for granted. Yeah. Like, I, I think if we... Maybe if it rains, I'll go to church. Yeah. If it, yeah. If it rains, yeah. It's nice out. Yeah. I might go to no. the camp. Right. But like, we, I think if, if, if this weekend we could have full services with zero fear and just be up and running, yeah. it would be so jammed because everybody's like, oh my goodness, I miss it. Yeah. Well, I think we took it for granted. Withdrawals. You don't yeah. know what you got till it's gone sometimes. Yep. And now we maybe understand, like, you ever see that... that um, that video of the uh, the Chinese underground church receiving Bibles. Yeah. Did you ever see that? They're just going nuts. They and just, like they're they're just weeping. weeping. And, they're just yeah. weeping. They get these, they get Bibles in their hand for the first time. Chills, these are illegal. It's right. illegal, yeah. right? And they're getting these they're smuggled in and you see. It's just remember, so precious. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, man, we just take it. We just take it for granted. We live yeah. in this country yeah. that allows it and we haven't had any, you know, opposition. And now, you know, this opposition to gather yeah. has certainly made me value it yeah. more. And they believe in it in a place like China where it's literally taking their lives into into their own hands by gathering, right? That's what's it like. They st if they just stayed home 
and, you know, prayed and worshiped on their own, they'd be fine. Right. But they'd take their lives in their own hands to go and gather because they believe in the power of that. Yes. Right? And it just shows, like, you don't know what you got until it's gone. Yep. And for us, we need to we need to value that more than ever, I think, moving forward. Yeah, yeah. That said, I'd say one more observation that I want to talk about kind of what next. But it's also made me realize how how Sunday-centric we, we have. We were doing church yep. wrong. And, and I'll speak to this here in a couple of weeks, but there are, God is really reshaping and reforming, um, King's church in my mind and my heart. And that will, that will start to, to come out. Are we getting calls? My bad. No, sorry. I was trying to mute my watch and I pinged my phone instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, Fail. uh, it's, it's, um, God is really reshaping, you know, what is a healthier expression of the church yep. and, it's it's a shame how, on the one hand, we were, and I'm grateful that we already spoke to this, we were very much built to be able to handle COVID yeah. because we were able to just get things, by God's grace and some supernatural timing, we had just invested in a lot of equipment and stuff to be able to do this. Yeah. Um, but that's only part of what it means to be a Christian. And this is really exposed to me how we've tried to stuff the full expression of Christianity inside an hour and an yeah, hour on hour Sunday. And 15 minutes, come to church, get some discipleship, get some evangelism, bring your unsaved friends, um, get some evangelism. We got to do it all um, while you're here right now, I'm because you're not going to come you, back and I'm going to disciple you. Yeah. Uh, we're going to train your kids. It's, it's like, it's like super, it's Costco. Yeah. Right. And like you show up, yeah. And we're trying to do everything through something that was just made to be an, an opportunity. Like biblically speaking, again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go all the way into this because I want to speak to it in two weeks in my yeah. sermon time. But biblically speaking, you know, the gathering was made for worship to minister minister to the Lord as a body of believers and to and to receive the apostles' teaching. Yeah, that's what it was for. The community stuff. The pastoral care, the di- discipleship, the mentoring, the accountability—that yeah. all happens in in different environments. It all yep. happens in smaller cellular community. Yep. And this has really made me reconsider just how Sunday centric we were. And the moment you take that away, you get knocked. We just get knocked off balance so much, you know. And yep. so this has really caused me to really rethink. You know, moving forward, what does a healthy King's Church look like? One that is COVID-proof. One that is, uh, you know, maybe maybe there's a day where some crazy government comes in and says this is hate speech, and you can't you can't preach the gospel um, yeah, that way, then? and you can't gather. And if you gather, you are you are guilty of a hate crime. Like. Are we set up? Are we set up to be okay if we can't gather? And and the reality is, short of us being able to broadcast unifying word, which I'm grateful for, and yep. unifying worship, there's still a huge gaping hole. And that's one of the things God is doing right now is He's reforming and reshaping us moving forward, where we're not going to be the same moving forward. No. And I, I'll go on the record right now and say. Even if next week they come out with a vaccine and they say, 
you know what? COVID's gone. It's like polio. And it's just this sweeping vaccine that's so all-encompassing that there's zero fear. I'm not, we're not going to go back to this exact same operation we were doing before. I'm Can't, still going to, I'm still going to fight to, to use this time to allow God to bring us to a healthier space where we have the large gathering and we have smaller cellular like ch- church community. Yeah. And, and the reality is we've had too many people attend the assembly of King's church, but not actually be a part of King's church. Right. Like who are your church? Not what church do you attend? Yeah. Who? Like, is it Andy and Carrie? The church is people. It's, it's not people. a building, right? So it's not just showing up at a spot at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Right. And that's, I think this, this season has had me thinking about that more than ever. And that, yeah. especially as we eyeball, and let's talk about it, as we eyeball the next 10 months, yeah. 12 months, the reality is um, we're going to be quite some time. If I'm, if I'm taking what uh, our premier is saying, uh, to heart, which I think we should. Yep. Um, we're going to be a while before there's large gatherings. Yep. Before there's concerts, before there's sporting events. That seems to be the the consensus. I'm praying it changes. I pray that as things loosen up, there's not going to be a big wave and people are gonna be like, ah, I guess we kicked it. Maybe we can. Yeah, I hope that's right. the case and that we're it's quicker. I'm praying for that. Yeah. Um, I have my opinions. As do as does everybody yeah. uh, about it. Um, People have opinions. Oh my gosh! Well, we'll, we'll speak to that in a second. But <laughs> you know, as we eyeball the next ten months or so, the question is: Okay, if we can't have a large gathering, yeah, but we can have smaller gatherings, what does that look like? And um, I will, I will not let the next year pass us by without reshaping and reconfiguring ourselves into. Still a very healthy, effective, growing, soul, uh, you know, uh, lost reaching, um, incarnational, love the community, like the very things that that defined us before. Transforming presence. Yeah, they'll define us. They'll still define us. We 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 must figure out a way to be a church of five thousand people. Which there there are there are five thousand people on our on our database. Yeah. We have to figure out a way to be a church of 5,000 people when you can't have more than 50 in a room. Right. And that's the challenge, but it's the opportunity. I think it's exactly. the opportunity that God has before yep. us. So, yep. so what are they saying about, awesome. so let's have a conversation, Andy, because this is why I think a lot of people wanted to jump on here. I think this has been good kind of philosophical stuff to yeah, talk through. But, sure. You know, really quick for the last few minutes that we have, you know, what's next? Let's ask that question. When will the church reopen? Because they're saying right now in phase yellow that some churches are reopening, right? Yes. And we're hearing that. We know there are some churches that in our area that are yep. already gathering. In New Brunswick, have already yep. you know, reopened their doors. Yes, at least in New Brunswick and are doing some things like that. Um, those seem to be for, I would call it average-sized churches. Though, small, ch- right? small churches. Yeah. Yeah. Smaller churches, uh, of which, you know, you just said it, we've got 5,000 people in our database that are connected with it, call our church home on some level, right? So for us, we'd have to that do ain't going to cut We'd it. have to do 100 <laughs> services. <laughs> we would. And, hey, I love you guys, and we'll do a lot, but 100 services may actually kill us. Well, it's just not, not going to be worth it. No, um, it's not. And, and we'll speak to that in a second. But, you know, 
So yeah, right now they're saying in New Brunswick, and I suspect PEI and Nova Scotia, I think PEI is on the same track as yeah, we PEI are. Yeah, PEI is doing good. Nova Scotia is probably a couple weeks behind. But yeah. right now they're saying that they're, that religious organizations uh, can gather with up to 50, up to 50 people yes. using physical distance. six feet apart. Be six feet apart. Yeah. Um, and have to take a lot of measures just as far as the space and stuff yep. to, to make that happen. Yep. I'm not opposed to doing our job to make that happen. Like right now we reopened our daycare. Yeah. Um, man, it's freaking, it is. Thank you, Jesus. It is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause our kids <laughs> Love are there. my kids. Yeah. They like it more too. Oh, they my just goodness, like, you know, yeah, being abso- able to see absolutely. other I, children. Totally. Yeah. But I mean, they're taking their temperature on the way in. Oh, like yeah. they're each kid gets Infrared a each kid gets a quadrant. You yeah. know, like yeah. to see my to see my uh, you know my my five year old like he loves it, but you can tell there's this. Why yeah, is this weird? We're not really allowed to play with toys. Yeah, um, we all kind of have to just sit in our our bubble and 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 right. observe. You know, I'd so, take all the toys out of the room yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah, it's we it's weird for him for sure. But yeah, um, yeah. So so. The requirements are right now, or we're allowed to have up to 50 people. Yes. We're allowed to do that. Um, the reality is, so we're, yes, we're way too big for that. Yeah. Um, there are obviously some churches that are beginning to, to open churches of less than 100 people. Maybe they're doing two services. Yeah. Um, I would say that means a couple of things. It means they're very, they're a very small church. So that'd be the, the major exception. There'd be very few churches that realistically could open um, without doing six, eight services. Like for us, I I mean, we wouldn't have to do a hundred services, but even to to get a couple thousand people in on the weekend, you know, um, that's, that's unbelievable logistics, which is just, isn't doable for us. It's a lot Um, of volunteers too. And it's not going to be doable for most people. Again, it's, it's small, it's smaller churches, churches that are either rural a lot of them that just kept meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we weren't supposed to be doing <laughs> this. They just said, whatever, man, <laughs> stop me. Um, yeah. Or they're small um, and, or they're new. Maybe it's a church plant. Yeah. Um, but the reality is if this church is successful and healthy, they're going to grow and reach more people. Yes. That's so, the whole goal. so it's limited on how long they're going to be able to do that anyway. Right. And not start breaking, breaking the clear, yeah. clear guidelines. And, I think that's the bigger issue. We as a church need to need to ask ourselves the question. It's not like the big question isn't when are we going to reopen? And again, the church has always been open. The church isn't closed, but yeah. you're, you're hanging with me here, yeah. okay? Um, when are we going to reopen? The, the question is how? The question yeah. is like, what is that going to look like as we reopen? And what are we willing to reopen to? Um, in my for, for my part, I'm not interested in doing 30 services where people have to have their temperature taken yeah. and we got to have everybody six feet apart. We don't have the space to do that. Yeah. Say, you know, realistically, we're probably not having conversations about large assembly doing multiple services until we can get over 200 people in a room. Yeah. That'd probably even be pretty then, close to the magic number for us. Yeah. Even then at like our Valley location, for instance, you know, say, 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 say they, green, hard. they green like 200 people. Yeah. So you've got 20 tech crew and staff. Yeah. Another 10 volunteers, uh, for say kids and frontline that's stripped back. Say 30. That'd be, that'd be very, very stripped, stripped back. back. Yeah. But say yeah. 30. 
Yeah. And then you've got another, let's say, 40 kids. Yeah. So you're up to 70. So so that's 130 people, 130 in, people in the room, physically distanced. It's it's just going to be rough. So yeah. Yeah. that uh, that's part of the, the thing that we have to think through. Yeah, as bad be... as I want to, to reopen, um, the logistics are, are still, it's, it's not realistic for us. And, yeah. the, and the question too, I, I have friends in the States, for instance, I have, uh, there's people in Texas, people in Arizona who, uh, got the green light, like the, the church in the States made a bigger stink about their civil right to, to reopen yes. than we have. And I want to speak to that in a second. Yeah. Um, Americans but, in general made a bigger yeah, thing about the rest. Yeah, totally. And I, you know what? Thank God. Thank yeah. God for America, to be honest. Like one of my big concerns Wait, in all this, rights? let me just, let me just get in trouble here for a second. One <laughs> of my big it. concerns in all this has been like, you know, I, we as Canadians are too nice and we're going to sit here yeah. and like, there's some stuff, like there's some stuff that's really borderline on whether or not that's, that's like legal on right. what the government is doing. That there's stuff where they're imposing in on some basic constitutional rights. Yeah, these emergency measures get pretty crazy. So, yeah, it's I've I've had a bit of a problem with some of it, but um, I think I will say I will say I'm grateful for and I'll go on the record with this. I'm grateful for our you know premier in New Brunswick. Yeah, um, Blaine Higgs is good. He's he's doing a good job. I, yep. I really believe that. And I I don't want his job. I man. would not want his I, job. And I ugh. would say. The, the coronavirus is a complicated, hot mess because we don't know what we're talking about. No. I, we have doctors in, we have doctors in, our, in our church who have different opinions. Yeah. So people I trust. I've, I've talked, to, talked to authoritative people that I trust and gotten different opinions. Yeah. Because I was going to them saying, okay, set me straight. Right, yeah. And then I didn't get Teach it straight me. from them. Yeah. So... We don't know. So much of it comes down to yeah, opinion. Like, like you're trying to figure this thing out. Like if we know it's all over the world, but like how fast is it going to spread? And and, and how does it spread? Depending on the news, the news channel you're you're listening to, you're going to hear an agenda. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're watching CNN and reading the Atlantic, like, come on, it's 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 <laughs> bananas what yeah. you're getting. You are being fed fear. Yes. And I would really tell people that sells. like. You've got to be aware of the fact that they are marketing. They are capitalizing on your, your fear. And yep. I think the church, man, if I could just say anything to us as, as believers, like we have got to recognize when fear is driving the decisions. Yeah. And uh, I think that's been a big part of this. But the reality is I wouldn't want to be Blaine Higgs or the government because it's because we don't know enough about this virus. We don't know enough about all the things it uh, it's it's complicated. You have people who are legitimately are concerned that are medical professionals. Yeah. You also have a growing group of people saying, uh, you know what, it might not be as bad as we thought. Like you can you can find whatever narrative you want about yeah. this thing, and that's the that's the crazy complicated part of this. And we have those people uh, as far as like authoritative voices in our church, and then you have people in our church. Like myself, like I'm not as this is probably not a huge surprise to our listeners at this point. I'm not super, <laughs> I'm not super concerned about it on a personal level. Right. Um, I'm banking on the fact that I already had it. Yeah. I, I hope. I never had. I kind of secretly wanted it to get it over with in the beginning. I was in. I was in. I was in the UK. Not a secret anymore. I was in London when it really started breaking out. 
yeah. um, in the international in Heathrow in the international. I spent some yeah. time there. I was like, yeah. maybe, maybe I got it there. It's a good spot. I uh, I was in Catch Florida. <laughs> I was in Florida in February. Yeah. I was in Atlanta. I was in I was in Toronto. I was all over the place. I was in it was a great time to travel. I was in Universal Studios, uh, and I totally got on. Look at uh, the rails on the. Hulk. I got on the Harry Potter ride <laughs> after a row. Of folks, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, say where I think they were from, yeah. but they all had masks on. Yes, <laughs> we got in right, right after them. Like, well, yeah. we got the corona now. So <laughs> anyway, but so I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Right. But we have people in our church that really are, and they should be. Yeah. We have people with underlying conditions. We have people yeah. who have kids who opinions like, all over the place. Well, and, and it's not even just opinions. Like it's fair. Like it's one of the things. Can I just say this? I'm like we as the church have got to be the ones who aren't adding fuel to the, we should not be the ones who are jumping on the stuff that's causing division right now. Yeah. Like there is growing division right now. There's a growing there gap between the people who are like, hey, let's just green light everything. We're not worried. And the people who are like red light, red light, no, stop, stop. Yep. We need to stop this. People when I mean, you go on Facebook, you see people posting pictures of look at all these morons out at Costco. Right. You know, no masks. And then you have yeah. people posting like, look at these morons with masks, you know, yeah. like we I know, man, I see it. We look, can I just say to my people, like, let's not be those, let's not be like that. Let's not yeah. be Let's love one another enough. Let's let's hold up the bond of peace. Yeah. Let's be the ones who mask say mask or no mask. Yeah. Like I'm. Look, man. I'm. I'm not okay. I'm not going to rock a mask unless I have to, and and I'll do that. I'll do my yeah. part. Whatever. Yeah. But let's just not be the people who are on Facebook, mongering, whether that's fear mongering or shaming or all that stuff. Let's just not yep. do that. And don't do it, people. No. And so. So yeah, I don't know how I got, got on that uh, that that little that little. Yeah, where'd that come from? <laughs> the crickets. So uh, let's 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 transition. Yeah, there we go. Um, so let's talk okay. about again. We're talking about reopening. I do want to get to you know a question of of how. Yep. So logistically, there's a question, but the bigger question. So the logistical thing, we're, t- we're going to try to figure out. Let me just say that. Um, at every phase and every stage, we are going to figure out ways to be the church. And we did it. We did it with round one yep. when you couldn't do anything. Yep. And we've engaged our Been church online, discipleship materials, reading plans, all that. We've done it. Phase yellow, we're going to figure out how to do it in smaller group community. Yep. Um, we aren't a small enough church, and I believe there are very few churches that are small enough that at this point can really do it. Um, and... I guess the second question is, should we? So the question of how. And that's an important question. Like the question of how do we open isn't just a logistical. It's a, the bigger question for me has to do with our witness. Yeah. It has to do not just what, like, what's this experience going to be like for us? Obviously, there's a hundred questions on how difficult it would be to be a large church and do a bunch of services in these small, physically distant mm-hmm. setups. Mm-hmm. But the bigger question I think we have to answer isn't a question of like, um, it's a question of character. It's a question of what position brings the most glory to Jesus and what position and actions shines the best light into the community. Right. That to me is the big guiding question. And, and 
Interestingly enough, this isn't the first time we've we've as a church had to, had to navigate this. None of our people listening today would know this, but um, we we have a daycare, and you know some of you know that. But we yeah. we awesome. we, are, we are a nonprofit. We're a registered nonprofit, and about um, oh a year and a half ago, we got hit with a property tax bill. Well, legally, uh, you know, we're a registered nonprofit. You you, you not shouldn't have to, to. You're pay. not supposed to have to pay. Yeah, and we, we never we, have. We realize that's a great. We realize that's a great blessing. We're grateful for it. We're grateful for a government that understands the value of charities. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think that's that's great. But we, so we never had to pay property tax until uh, someone took us to task on it. And the government came after us for property tax dollars uh, because we run a daycare. And they said that's a business revenue and, you know, it's, that's that's for profit. And, I, you know, we went back and forth with the government saying, no, it's not for profit. That actually goes in and funds our mission. We net zero. In fact... Our right. daycare costs us money if you want to really get real technical about it. Yeah. So we started to argue with the government, and it got to the point where we had to decide, are we going to take this to court? And we got some legal counsel and said, you know what? You, you, you've you got a real argument here that you could make. Um, but our board, we prayed and discerned about this for months. And, you know, there was a there was a real concern on my end as a leader thinking – you know what, are we going to lose some of our civil liberties? Or, or are they pulling at the thread of charity right. in Canada? And I had other pastors coming around me saying, hey, don't don't, don't, don't go down. Or he's going yeah. to take the rest of us. Right, and, right. If we let know, this go, then what's, what's next? And people were really concerned about that. And that was a concern for me and for our board leaders. Uh, and yet we, we debated and we prayed. Uh, we, pr- we, really, we really prayed and sought the Lord on this. And we felt to let it go and pay the taxes And it wasn't because we didn't think we had a right to fight it. And it wasn't because we didn't think we had a chance to win. It was because we didn't want our witness in the community. When this went public, we didn't want people to to see King's Church there in court making a stink about some exemption that they, that frankly they get that's, that's gravy anyway. Yeah. And so, so for us, it was a, this is, this is going to be bad for our witness. This is going to not shine a good light for Christ in the region. And so we decided, you know what? Okay, we'll do our part. We'll do what, we'll do what the government is asking us to do, even though we feel like we should be within our rights not to. And yes. I think there's a similar guiding conversation to be had about where we're at right now with reopening right right now in our church. Because yeah. there, there may be people in our, in our church family that be watching us that might say like, hey, they told us we could open churches, so let's start doing it, right? And yeah. te- technically, we are a church, right? So technically, we can make that argument. We're a church. You said churches. You didn't just say small churches. You said churches yeah. could begin to gather. Right. So we could start to you know, try to exploit some of those loopholes if we want. But then the bigger question, the how question is, okay, what what is our character and our calling and our witness and our community and our country call us, call us to do. And I don't think they're trying to exploit a loophole, a legal loophole or something like that. We know they weren't talking about large gatherings of hundreds and hundreds of people at a time. Like that's yeah. not going to be, that's just not going to be helpful or wise for yeah. us at this point. And our, our understanding of, of like being Christ followers. I mean, go back to, go back to it as an individual. You, you know, if, if I'm discipling you, Andy, and every question you're asking is like, you know, if you're, if you're like a young adult, I've had, I've had conversations with young adults about, about sex, for instance, like, yeah. you know, how close can I get to the line without it being sex and a sin? Right. 
right? And the and the Is the counsel okay? we give back, yeah. So can I like can I kiss? Can I touch? How yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And <laughs> we've had those. And you know what? I was there, man. When I was like when I was engaged before yeah, I was sure, married, sure, it's like yeah. I'm reading the Bible, saying, "Well, it doesn't say anything about that," you know? Yeah, like right. And like I understand, but. From a discipleship standpoint, my my advice is, you know, following Jesus isn't about seeing how close to the line I can get and seeing like what I can get away with. That's not what following Jesus is about. Following Jesus is about, you know, what can I what can I give? Not what can I get? You know, how how close to like Christ can I be? And if you look at how Jesus rolled, it was he gave up his rights. I mean, that's what he did. did. He didn't come in and say you know what, I'm the son of God and I could do this and I'm going to hold you to, you know what, snapping his fingers and directing people around because he had every right to do that and yet he chose to lead not through calling his rights but but through through surrendering them and serving others even within the folly and stupidity of religion, of the Roman government, of public opinion, he submitted himself to all that and usurped it through through love yeah, and power. It's crazy when you think about it, huh? Totally. And yeah. so I think for me the guiding question here is I'm I I think it's still way too early for a church our size to start to like to try I'm not going to run with that I'm not going to the the government gave an inch I'm not going to take a mile. Yes. Yeah. We're not doing that. Um we will be a church that it says in Romans, it tells us to honor the authorities that are above us. We will, in so much that it's not sin. You know, right. if the government comes in and tells us to, to do something that goes flat out against what Jesus has commanded us, then then we'll draw a line. That's different, yeah. But this, this is, you know, what's our witness look like? What is healthy? Look, we're a large church, and I do not want to be one of, I don't want to break out to happen. And again, I'm not living in fear. I, I walked. No, through, but it's wisdom, I walked right? my yeah. look. I walked my family, all five of us, through Costco yesterday. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Yeah. But I also realize that we are one of the largest gathering points in Atlantic Canada on a weekly basis. Yeah. Short of the Sea Dogs, the Halifax Mooseheads, and the Moncton Wildcats, there's King's Church. Yeah. And I do not want to be uh, the the genesis of an outbreak. And I want to know that it is safe for us to gather our people in that kind of quantity. Right. So that really does matter. So, so we're not opening large services anytime soon, unless we hear the government green lights, like 200 or more, then we might start getting creative on, on what that looks like. Um, or 500 or more we're, we're sailing. Um, so that's that's where we're standing right now. Um, the the beauty is, I do believe that in yellow phase, although it's going to be challenging, um, we are going to have an opportunity to reform our church in a much healthier, more sustainable way, so that when we come back to when we can gather on Sundays in large services, we're going to actually have a much healthier, holistic yeah. dynamic as a body of believers. We're going to have people. Uh, we're closer to because of it. And we're going to yeah. start to try to mobilize that yeah. in the coming weeks. And a whole new framework for it. You know, that said, some of the, some of the ideas we're tossing around, Andy, you know, things they up, can do now. Yeah, things yeah, that we will right? be starting to do right away. So again, let me say it like this. We won't be having a large assembly until until the guidelines really allow it. I'll yeah. say that. 
And again, as everything else in the season, there's just no timeline on that right now, right? Yeah. We're just we're so waiting we're, to hear and we're waiting to get word. If restrictions are lifted at that point, we will make it happen yeah, totally. as soon totally. as humanly possible. Yeah. Probably within that same week. But until then, right. we've got to figure out what we can do, right? But we're in the yellow phase, so we know that now the bubbles have been extended beyond just you know two families, two friends and family, right? Yeah. I believe you can have up to 10. Yes. You can have people into your home, friends and family, whoever you want. They're still recommending to stay around about, about 10 people, something like that. But yeah. you can start having people over to your house, right? You can start having watch parties. You right. can have barbecues and you can have uh, you know people over on a Sunday morning to watch church with you if you want or take it in at a different time yeah. like there's so many good options that way like that community can begin to be built again through those kinds of relationships yeah we're going to start to roll out some strategy on fostering intentional community as a church yep um, we're doing doing smaller kind of cellular community and trying to build build some of that and I'll speak more to that in detail in two weeks we're, we're going to roll out a whole plan um, we're also mm. going to be doing like again a lot of our a lot of our ministry, the stuff that we do that isn't Sunday centric, it's not large assembly. We're going to start seeing some of that stuff uh, phasing in, like yep. uh, like intercessory prayer. Yep. Um, you know, I imagine celebrate recovery step studies, community yep. groups, uh, that kind of stuff's all going to start launching off here very soon. Yeah, it's just going to be the large, cool. the large gathering is going to still be on hold, and it will be until we get green lit. That's yep. just, that's just the reality, but we're grateful for online. Yep. People are able to get the authoritative word every week. And there's a window there where they can, they the big thing we're missing is worship, yep. worship together. Right. I mean, you can, you can hear the word, Corporate worship, especially if you can like go back and watch without your kids or whatever, and like really hear what I'm saying yeah. in the sermon. <laughs> um, you, you have the you opportunity get any time though, which is great. Yeah. You have the opportunity to get, to get solid teaching to, yeah. to come under. And that's, that's one of the biblical prescriptions. You look at the early church and again, I'll talk about this in two weeks, but you look at the early church, they, they sat under the apostles teaching. They sat under authoritative teaching every week. Yep. We're able to do that right now. We're also going to be able to do another cons- uh, significant part of what it means to be Christian uh, as far as gatherings go here very soon. Um, we're going to encourage watch parties Try to figure some things out, like some. Uh, we're asking the question. We had a lot of people ask about being baptized. We're gonna try to figure out yep. ways to do it in smaller groups, but celebrate it as a church across the board. So right. we're we're strategizing ways to to baptize people and to make it a public thing, even though we can't do it all at once. So we're asking the question there. Uh, we will be yep. trying to get into a rhythm of doing uh, like drive-in, drive-in serve. Like yeah, a, we're like thinking through some of that. Trying to figure out what what scope and scale. Um, right. Like if everybody in, in like our St. John locations showed up, um, if they all showed up, then we probably wouldn't have a parking lot big enough. And I yeah. still don't know if you can roll your window down or not. I heard, yeah, no, I heard so you, you can't roll your window, roll your window down, down like, which that is... In the beginning, it was a big thing. The few weeks, even when we were in, I think it was in Orange, and they said you could start doing drive-in services, but that was just, it sounded a lot worse than what we were already doing to me. Yeah, so, we but we're going to look into, cars. we're going to look into what, we're going to start to do whatever we can do to engage our church. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, so... I hope get I hope. creative too. Like you and people don't even have to wait for us to say, Hey, this is the way to do it. Like you guys can get creative with each other and start thinking of, you know, ways that you can gather and encourage each other and be the church. Here's what's cool about this. And we were talking about this earlier too, is that like talking about our witness, like wouldn't be awesome for our witness if we started setting up shop and like bringing everybody in here now and hundreds and hundreds of people gathering and saying, Hey, we're a church. So it's okay. Yeah. But what is an amazing witness is to say like all those 5,000 people that will call our church home all across the region you know, Halifax, New Brunswick, PEI, just to, just to, you know, start scratching the surface. 
that there are so many pockets of of community and pockets of hope and like people that can like shine a light, like that transforming presence. We mentioned that a few minutes ago, like that exists the same as it ever has. Right. Right. Like you have the ability to be that transforming presence on your street, your neighborhood and your community. Like that's an incredible witness. Right. So get creative with it in this season. Like how can you, like maybe there's people on your street that need you or could want to hear from you or there's needs that you can meet. Like let's do it. Let's be be the church. Yeah. That's that's the idea. So we're going to keep being creative, keep figuring out ways to mobilize. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's yeah. kind of where we're at. So I we were kind of into our conversation, Andy. So I didn't, we didn't really see if there were any questions. That I've been came watching. In. I don't think so. No questions. Anybody got a question? You want to talk, lots of comments, right, but no we're, actual we're questions. We're almost done. So I'm about to play. I'm about to play the outro music here in that. just a second. So outro's um, coming. I do a praise break, but if I press the button. We're on for a good minute of praise break. So <laughs> I don't know how to turn it off yet. Hey, I gotta, I gotta Bradford's out. still out there. He'd be, I gotta uh, figure that out. He'd be so. down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, I guess we're going to start, uh, fading in the, fading in the outro music. There we go. Um, yeah, folks. Thank you. Thank yeah, you so much for, being for here. uh, for tuning in. Appreciate you. Andy, it's been great to have you on the pod. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. This has been fun. So we'll love keep, to speaking we'll keep of doing this. Podcast. Uh I'll be I'll be holding down these eight o'clock PM Sunday night uh time slots. And uh yeah, we'll keep it coming. Hey, shameless yep. plug, I, I am using this time to create uh more content so if you haven't yeah. subscribed to go to my website it's yes. so weird so weird brent it's not weird if i say it. go to brent no. and sign up for the newsletter yeah. like i did last week yeah if you, yeah <laughs> i was true, a little i was a little late i was a little late story. jumping on true story like andy did you get but my I newsletter am... <laughs> like dude i pay you to read my newsletter <laughs> Read I read it. I read it. It was good. It was yeah. really, really good. So, yeah. Sorry, dude, I was busy. Yeah, I was no, distracted. I know. I, know. I was paying you to do other things so I could write right, a newsletter. Right. But I still should have done it. And yeah. I did do it. And you should do it too. Yeah. BrennerGersall.com. So, so go check out my website. You'll get a get a Monday morning minute uh, motivation tomorrow morning. Yeah. And then uh, every second week or every Wednesday, I drop something. So, yeah, lots of cool stuff That's happening awesome. there. And then the podcast is going live. I'm going to have some friends on. I got Mark Clark coming on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Josh Gagnon coming on. That's Mike awesome. Miller coming on here we're gonna uh loop back around and have um anthony and dan lamus and mike Sweet. miller we never really got to our spiritual warfare conversation hey, you guys good so we're gonna do that in a couple on weeks something else. yeah we That's did awesome. so i want to have mark clark on we're gonna talk about ufos so, sweet yeah yeah so he'd be fun to talk oh, yeah, about ufos he's, with, he's fun to talk about sure. anything so <laughs> we'll, we'll, have, we'll have mark on i'm gonna try to get some of my friends on and uh people i've been able to meet over the years so All right, folks, thank you so much, and uh, we will talk to you soon. I guess. That faded. It's good. Not bad, eh? It's good. Feels right. Meeting ended.